Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma, and it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful to be with you today. So <clears throat> today we're going to go off script a little bit and be a little crazy. Um, I have this like idea rolling around in my head, and you may think I'm crazy, but I was reading this obviously fiction book, and there was this uh, person in it that could talk to animals, and then the animals were talking to people, and <clears throat> I realized I communicate a lot with my dog, Toulouse. So um, I was just thinking, what if we spent more time communicating with animals? And, you know, children do a lot of things, and they believe they can do it, and they do it. And belief is so much a part of of the importance. It's like... Um, so I'm just curious if maybe we could get back to that. Maybe we could get back to believing we can do something and doing it. And so when I was um, in bed with Toulouse, I just got this, this like amazing um, idea that Toulouse wants to adventure. You know, like it's like I want to adventure, but his adventuring is a little different. It's like exploring. It's like being together out in nature. And just um, mostly just being together, sunlight, grounding. And <clears throat> I just, I could feel it. I could really, really feel it. And then when we're outside, there's the birds. It's like, what if we just spent more time focusing on connecting to these creatures and communicating with them? And uh, I know it sounds crazy, but I just think that this is like all part of it. This is all part of it. Why why do we assume that we're alone? Why? Mm. I got a big glass of water this morning. It's good. Um, <clears throat> so there's a man who wrote a book called uh, Secret Life of Plants. And in there, he talked about how connected he was to his plants. And this was just an everyday guy, like an ex-CIA guy. And he had put a lie detector tests on his plants and he had uh, started testing them to see what they would do or how they would register. And the wild thing was he, he did notice that they registered, like they had a memory, they registered pain. And even down the road, they registered his pain when he was on the other side of the country. So to him, this was really evidence that we're all connected and we're especially connected to the things around us and they're connected to us. So it's like, what a bonus, like to have the proof, proof, Secret Life of Plants, check it out. It's a phenomenal book. Um, what, what awesomeness, like we have all this proof around us that everything's connected. And yet we still want to play small and fear and worry and stuff. And what if that is just picking up connection of other stuff and then writing a story to make it our own when the reality is 
We're so hypersensitive that we can pick up the neighbors next door and the people driving by and the residual energies that are left in our midst. What if instead of writing stories about it, we just processed it? You know, I had someone uh, yell at me one day and I walked away and I knew, I knew that it was nothing about me. I knew that. And so I went to the kitchen, I was washing dishes, and as I was standing there washing them, I could feel my hands just trembling and shaking. And I found it fascinating. And what I realized, if I didn't write a story like, oh, I'm scared, you know, like, oh, this happened to me, oh, I'm a victim. If I didn't write that story, you know what it was? I was like, wow, look at how my body processes trauma that's thrown at it. It just shakes it out. My chihuahuas used to shake all the time. And someone told me if they couldn't shake, they'd have a heart attack because that's how they processed. Everything was so big to them. They were so tiny and they processed energies by vibrating and shaking. And I was very accepting of it. So here my hands and arms were vibrating and shaking. And I knew my body was working. It was doing what it's supposed to do. I didn't shut down on it. I didn't resist it. I didn't write a story about it. I just let it process it. So it's really cool that we have all of these animals around us. And I think if we learned to communicate with the animals, it would even make communicating with our own bodies less bizarre because our bodies are talking to us all the time. We're just not speaking the language. We're not listening to the clues, the clue of stubbing my toe, the clue of the tummy ache, the clue of um, tripping on something. These are all clues maybe the buckling leg, maybe the cancer, maybe the rash. These are all clues. Our body talking to us, alerting us that there is something to process. There's something to address. There's some belief to, to walk through or process. And we're not listening. So it's a great time to start learning how to communicate with the world around us. Like I've communicated even with inanimate objects. Everything has everything has um, energy. Everything is made up of energy. So I got to let Toulouse outside. Yeah, he's communicating that he has to go potty. <laughs> oh, got to take his little diaper off. Okay, so uh, everything is energy. So when I've communicated with inanimate objects... And I've asked them, like, what do you need? What I get responses. Now, the response could be coming from all that is. It might be inspired action. It might be like, uh, I need cleaning, or I need to have my cushions changed, or I need to be vacuumed underneath, or I need new upholstery, or I want to be painted. Um, it's any of these things. But it's that attention to coming into alignment with our surrounding world to harmonize and everything has a message. This is what is so cool. So um, we can always be looking around us for the, uh, like, for the upgrades. We can be looking around us. So how can I connect to this couch? How can I connect to this house, this room, this person, um, this animal? <coughs> how can I connect with nature? <coughs> so. These are the ways that we're harmonizing ourselves and, and rebalancing all the time. But when we are numbed out with 
computers and technology were numbed out with schedules and programs that we set in place years ago or a week ago, we're not present. And present is where all of this begins. So present is being active with your senses. It's tasting your food. It's being grateful. It's listening to the sounds around you out of sheer curiosity with no agenda. You know, it's <clears throat> it's touching things and noticing what they feel like. It's treating yourself lovely and with kindness, with gratitude, forgiveness, and unconditional love. These are the present things. So it's not that hard. You can just take one of them. Just sniff a rose. Boom. Dawn. Present. For a second. For a minute. For however long you engage. I am so appreciative of my life and the people in it. And this is where I start my day. You know, I'm appreciative of the books I have to read. I'm appreciative of my wonderful, comfortable bed. I'm appreciative of of my puppy and how he is right next to me all night long. And I can just reach out and, and love on him and, and talk to him. I'm appreciative of being able to sleep in in the morning if I want, being able to read a book in the morning and read a book at night and lounge in bed and have a little light by my bed to read by. Toulouse is barking. I have no idea why. So it's like, that's just in my bedroom. That's just in my bedroom. So then I get downstairs and I'm so appreciative of the beautiful kitchen I have to make food in. I'm appreciative of my body having time out to rest and not eat all the time because I was eating, snacking all the time. And now I'm not. I chose a certain window of hours to eat in and it, it takes the, um, it takes a lot off of my like body uh, as far as the pressure to be um processing food all the time, but also just this idea that I'm constantly having to check in. What do I want to eat? What do I want to eat? Do I want to snack on something? <clears throat> and in my abundance, there is always something to snack on, always food available. But now I'm just honoring that I can not snack and not eat. And it's just lovely. I used to have a lifestyle like that and I, I wasn't sure what happened, but I guess I was trying something different. I was trying the idea of of um, food distraction or <laughs> something like that. So mm, now I'm being more conscientious about food. So this is like, I'm still gonna come back to like, okay, so here is Toulouse talking to me on my podcast. And maybe, just maybe, I need to see what he wants to say to us. He's talking away. Oh wait, maybe he's not talking. Maybe it's someone else. I can't tell. They stop barking now. I'm looking out the window. Toulouse is making his rounds. He's checking out the hot tub. It is Toulouse barking, my goodness. Maybe I think there might be someone working outside. Toulouse, I'm right here, baby boy. Hey, up here. Toulouse, look at me, baby. Oh, he's going back inside. Hey, I'm over here. Hi. Hi, Toulouse. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come in? Or do you want to hang outside? Hmm? You want to hang outside? I love you. I love you, baby. All right. So I don't know what he's doing. I got to keep an eye. He might be coming in now. I think he is. He's trucking for the stairs. Da-da-da. That means he wants a treat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Life is good. Hey, 
cutie patootie. Come on in. Come on in. He's talking about you. Come on in. So what, what is the relationship we have with the animals in our life? And even if you don't have a pet, maybe you have birds in the yard or squirrels or chipmunks. And you can begin a relationship with these. It doesn't take much. It just takes your presence. It just takes being present and being conscious and aware and engaging. That's all it takes. So give that a whirl because it is, it is just so worthwhile to be connected to these little ones. It's just a joy. And my friend, David, when he used to come to visit, when I lived in Milltown, we would always put out nuts for the squirrels and birdseed, and they would come and visit us in droves. The chipmunks would come up to his feet and the squirrels, and it was just so much fun. And we loved it. And we recognized our squirrels and we recognized our birds. And it was just magical. And sometimes bunnies came. We had a groundhog. Uh, what was the most unusual creature we had? I can't remember. I think a fox came through at one point. But I don't know if I got to see the fox. A fox came through here a couple of times, and I did get to see him in the winter. So this is the amazing, amazing world that we take for granted. But we could be doing it differently. We could be... Ah, just really enjoying, embracing, and appreciating, you know, everything that it has to offer. Got to fill up my water. So let's consider that today. Look around you and see all the animals. Maybe it's the hawk that flies over your car when you're on your way to work. Or um, maybe you have a fish. Fish are amazing. Uh, they're some of my favorite pets because they're just so, I don't know, they... They're just so easy to communicate with. They're appreciative. I've got fish that are always like coming to visit us and see what we're doing. And if someone walks in a room, they want to know. And they have such a busy life amongst themselves too because there's so many of them in the tank at this point. They had babies, lots of little babies. And there's frogs and there's tetras and there's yo-yos and a goldfish, a big fat goldfish. And cleaner fish, and the cleaner fish had babies, so they have a family in there. There's a lot going on. Um, and then there's some zebra stripey things too. Always pregnant, but I never see the babies from them. So I don't know what, what happens there. But this is an amazing world, and it's just time to start really appreciating and being amazed by it, rather than taking it for granted and being numbed out on our victimhood. How about that? Numbed out on victimhood. Not cool. So um, today, it's just about connecting, about connecting with the animals. If you want to connect with an inanimate object, try that. Ask your kitchen counters what they want. Ask your bedroom bed what it wants. Ask uh, your car what it wants. I'm sure it will tell you. You'd be surprised. All right, so you know that I'm sending you love, always sending you love, always always excited about the next what, the next inspired action. So find yours today and have a blast. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at jemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. 
This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.